Welcome to the Pennywise Financial Podcast. This is Constantine here at Monarch Wealth Management, and I have a special guest today. Her name is Beth Perry. Welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you so much for having me, Constantine. Absolutely. Nice cold day here in upstate New York. We just had a weekend of uh, snow. It was my birthday over the weekend. We had plans to go to the Sabres game, which they shifted around, and uh, we bobbed and weaved a little bit, and we had a great time. We made it work. That sounds fabulous. I am a weather snob, so when it gets this cold, I plug in my coat and I stay in my house. And you, wait a minute, you plug in your coat? My coat is heated. It was a wonderful <sighs> Christmas gift from my spouse, and it was the best gift ever. So I'm always prepared when I leave the house with my coat. I'm Loved happy for it. you, but kind of jealous. Just, just going to throw that amazing, out there. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Great gift, by the way. Uh, so Beth Perry joins us from Wellness 360 Fitness. And the website is wellness360fitness.com. So Beth, tell us tell us the history um, behind you starting this company, what your passion is, and um, I think that would be a good starting point. Yeah, so Wellness 360 Physical Therapy and Massage. We started this company, uh, my business partner and I both had the same vision. We got tired of the healthcare model of insurance kicking people out. Um, you know, productivity numbers and insurance units and reimbursements. And it was more about the financial end and less about patient care. 100%. And we just really wanted to do something that we loved. And what we love to do is supporting people, not only in the acute diagnoses or injury, but we wanted to support them long term. Uh, Parkinson's diagnosis does not go away with exercise. You know, so what would happen is they would get discharged, they'd go back home, and then they'd start to digress. So we wanted something that we could become part of their family and part of their now lifestyle and help their disease, uh, help manage their disease long term. So it started out with Parkinson's. We now have things for osteoporosis. We're getting ready to, to tackle women's health. So we're slowly just picking different diagnoses that are really in need in the community. Um, and then we do things like this where we can educate and give back to the community. And it's been fabulous. So so it sounds like it's evolving and growing. When did, when did you start all this? So we started this, we're COVID babies. We started this around the time that, that the world shut down. And Interesting time to start a company yeah. and wow. Yeah, when you're going to jump off the bridge, why not do it with a friend and when everything shuts down? So we were definitely swimming up the current. Um, but we have such a supportive following that they loved what we did so much, even though it was low budget videos online and Zoom classes and whatever, they were mailing us checks every month to keep us in business, whether they were in-person classes or not. So they were just funding us through COVID. No kidding. Just to keep our vision afloat. And um, we really realized that we were making a difference in the community. So that's where we started. So we were only about three years old. Wow. Three years young. Yes. Three years young. Right? And we're learning every single day. I, I can hear it in your voice. You love what you do. Love what I do. Now, you, you shared with me before we started the show that you came from the South? I did. I came from West Virginia. Yeah. Oh. Who would have thought, uh, you know, someone from West Virginia when I moved here was for my husband. Um, but I'm such a free spirit. I was like, ah, I'll figure it out. And here we are. Good for you. What an, like, talk about rolling with the punches. I mean, I, if, if my wife was from West Virginia and, and transported me from, from upstate, I, well, I might be on board. I don't know. Better, better weather, I assume. Believe it or not, no. Uh, really? We're really parallel. We get longer weather, no. not better weather. Really? So here we, in West Virginia, they'll start to warm up around March. 
you know, um, April maybe by May they're good to go. So for us, you know, I'm I'm dragging we drag our feet here, but it's really the weather's pretty similar. Wow. Didn't know that. I was thinking maybe it, it might be a little bit of a shorter season for the winter, at least. Very, a little bit shorter. Okay. Very, yeah, maybe three weeks. So on the on the weather topic, I just am kind of thinking about this. Do you think that the the way that you you help treat people and maybe they're the way they're affected? Does climate have a, a role in that, especially as you depending age? on the diagnoses? Yeah, definitely depending on the diagnoses. You have an MS diagnosis. Um, you know, you get in warm weather; it's not good. You have a, um, you know, you you have an arthritic diagnosis. You know, the warmer clients are gonna be a little more. You know, look at Florida. <laughs> you know, Florida is a nice warm client, so it really just depends. It can affect people when when it's going to rain i know my chronic pain people are just going to be in more pain so you kind of start to know what diagnoses go with what climate so if you know rain is coming or you know cold is coming you just know when you say how are you feeling today you're going to get an earful of you couldn't sleep last night or your bones are hurting or your arthritis is kicked up or my knees are telling me it's going to rain you know it's it's true wow they might have to give some tips to the local weatherman <laughs> I think my my clients could be the local weather people. Oh, yeah, wow. no kidding. Um, you know, I I think about this often, uh, not just related to health, healthcare, and information, and how people um, how people digest this information. Social media exploded in the last I don't know five ten years. It's a way for people to um, vocalize and uh, broadcast their message on all types of topics. Absolutely. One of them being healthcare. And and I know that there's algorithms that all these social media platforms use. So if you interact with a with an ad, uh, let's say it's something, and sometimes it's about, like I was talking about glasses with my wife. And so I happen to be shopping. Well, now all these ads load up about glasses. And then I start getting ads about ways that you can avoid getting uh, using glasses and other aids to help you. And take this pill or take this supplement or do this or do that. And, you know, you do some research and digging and it's all AI generated. Yes. It's a scary time. So do you see people that are getting kind of confused about the information they're reading and finding yes. online? So I actually have a funny story that just happened this week. Um, first time patient, chronic pain. She came to me. Um, I specialize in myofascial release, which is not something that's very popular. What is that? Yeah. That's so a big word. This is a big one. Yeah. So myofascial release, it's something that I've loved ever since I learned it in school almost 20 years ago. It works in the fascial tissue of the body, which is a layer of connective tissue, which right below the skin, if you can just envision a big sheet of saran wrap that surrounds each muscle. It gives shape to the muscle. It surrounds each mus muscle fiber, each nerve, um, all the way down to the bone. It's what connects the bone and the muscle together. So this fascial sheath can become very inflamed. It can become stuck. It can become... Um, uh, kind of glued down, and then your muscles don't glide proper properly. So you have scar tissue. You have people that have had abdominal surgeries. You have people that have had knee replacements, people that have had um, fibromyalgia. They're all affected. The fascia tissue is always affected. Soft tissue massage is not necessarily going to be helpful to that. Mm. So myofascia release is a specific technique that you work directly with the fascial layer. So think about if the fascia is tight, the muscle tissue underneath is naturally gonna be tight. 
So you can work the tissue all you want, but if that fascia is stuck, you're not going to get the glide between the muscles, which is going to lead to chronic pain and inflammation. That does not sound comfortable. It's not comfortable. So when you have people with a fibro diagnosis and they have chronic inflammation of the fascial tissue, myofascial release can be really powerful, but it's a very light and gentle work. So she said she felt amazing after we were done the myofascial release session. And then she went home and she started to look up hip pain, chronic hip pain. And she followed somebody and they taught Uh-oh. him all the exercises to do for hip pain. And she came back a nine out of 10 pain. The pain has not subsided since she did it because just because certain exercises are quote unquote for hip pain does not mean it's for your specific hip pain. That's why it's so important to have that, that evaluation with a PT because we can test you individually to let you know, no, your hip pain is becoming, or because of X, Y, Z, or my favorite is sciatica, sciatica pain. Oh, well, the doctor said I had sciatica. Sciatica is just like saying, oh, you have a virus. Like (laughs) everyone could have sciatica, you know, but where is that nerve being impinged? Is it the spine? Is it the glute? Is it the leg? Is it muscle tension? Is it an SI joint misalignment? Is it, you know, degenerative disc disorder? Like we are the ones that figure out, yes, sciatica is a diagnosis to get you there, but what is causing the pain? So if you don't know what's causing the pain, you could do a lot of damage and discord to your body. So they're not, I I mean, I almost feel like they're throwing out buzzwords like sciatica. Yeah, I have that. Oh, let me look up remedies. Let me look up self-help. The same thing happens with so many different um, aspects of, you think about investments. Mm -hmm. I could name an investment that's been very kind to me in the last 10, 15 years, um, but I don't share with you some of the things that happen in between them. It may not be appropriate for you. So people Mm -hmm. hear... Um, you know, they use a, a buzzword, they hear a solution, they hear how it affected one person or how they had success with it. And they think, oh, I can apply that to myself too. They're not treat, They're not getting treated specifically for themselves. No, and you and I were just talking about both of us being newer to social media. Oh, yes. And I'm learning through um, an advertising agency that I'm using, like you pay big money, you pick keywords and those keywords that. follow people around and all of the ads that pick those same keywords are going to start to show up on your newsfeed. It's it's not you're not going crazy. It really does happen when you talk about like you were saying glasses and all of a sudden you go on Facebook and nothing but glass advertisements <laughs> is on there. You're like, "Oh my gosh, am I going crazy or is this real?" It's real. Yeah, but people are paying big money for that to happen. That's insane. So so um we talked about your following and and how you got started where you came from. Um, who is your ideal client? Like who would, who would be reaching out? I mean, do do you have people, are most of your business referrals? Yeah. So believe it or not, we get a lot of doctor referrals. Uh, a lot of our, um, we, we do a lot in the community. So we're with the Brighton Community Center, the Webster Community Center, the Ontario Community Center. We do a lot with Lifespan. We build business relationships and we donate a lot of time in the community to put together six-week boot camps and programs and talks and seminars and things to educate the community. And so it's really just about being in the community, being that trusted ear. We've earned your trust. Um, and we've, you know, and then it's word of mouth. Hey, you know what? I know this person. She would be great. You know, I had back pain. She would be great. Or I have Parkinson's or I know a neighbor that has Parkinson's. And so it's just about being in the community, giving back. And I'm a firm believer that the more you give back, the more will, will be drawn to you. 
How how long is the cycle of of working with a with a patient or a client? I don't know which one you you would refer them as, but um, you, you think about like Parkinson's. Is that like an ongoing kind of lifelong thing where you you're helped to to progress and things like that, where you're not just issuing a, a medication or a pill and then mm-hmm. you know in six months are okay. You know what? And with Parkinson's disease, it really is a community. Um, you know, the medication and the doctors is just as important as important as what we're doing. So it's really about everyone supporting everyone and managing the disease as a team. So um, we're there to get you acutely. Like as soon as you're diagnosed with Parkinson's, we have a lot of doctors that send them directly to us because we are in the area of the Parkinson's specialist. Lindsay Perez is my business partner. She has been working in the Parkinson's community for probably the last seven or eight years She's amazing. This is all we do. You know, all of our um, PTs are Parkinson's certified in some degree. But it's not just about the initial PT. The initial PT is really important so that we can get um, and evaluate where you are right now so we can tell how quickly your disease is progressing. So it's really important to get those initial evaluations so that three or four years down the road when we reevaluate you, how much have you lost? Or how much have you gained? Or have you stayed the same? Because staying the same in our world is just as good as making, you know, positive changes. Because if you're staying the same, that means your your disease is managing. You're managing those symptoms and signs. So, um, you know, we're giving you quality of life. So when you're done with physical therapy one-on-one, what normally happens is you get discharged back into the world. Well, I don't know how much anyone here knows about Parkinson's, but that's not a disease that's reversible. That's not a disease that's going to go away. So you do really good, and the insurance says, okay, you've met your goals, see ya, and you go back to your day-to-day life. So what we've done is we've provided group fitness classes with evidence-based exercises that are so affordable, they're less than most people's copay, and you come and you can continue in this group community of everyone that has Parkinson's disease, and you can still manage your disease by paying cash-based. Okay, so it's not insu- it's nothing to do with no, insurance. No, nothing to do with insurance. This is after you've had your initial evaluation. And some people just come because they want to take the classes. And as far as affordability, you said in many cases, it's less than even the copay? Yeah, it's much That's less insane. than a copay. It is. I hear these stories all the time about uh, even with pre- prescription drugs, with the PBMs and whatnot. And the pharmacists are not allowed to share with the patient that they could do this in a different way, not going through insurance and actually cost them less out of pocket. And the pharmacy would make more. It's just insane. It's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. And that's what we want to do. We just want to educate people like with everything you have a choice. And I want you to make an educated choice, whether it's with us or another company. I'm more concerned about you and managing your disease progression. I mean, we'd love to have you. We'd love to build you in our community, but it's not about that. It's about just supporting the diagnoses, giving the information. I've given talks, I've done podcasts, and I've had people follow me and they say to me, oh yeah, I just went so-and-so somewhere else for my PT treatments. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but that's, I mean, it's okay because I'm here for you. So however I can educate you to make your best informed decision, that's, that's what we're here for. I like that. I can hear the passion coming through Best Voice. With that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with the show. 
Do you want help building and managing an investment portfolio that's right for you? One that will help you maximize growth potential while you're saving? Help you generate income when you need it most and eventually preserve what you've saved to leave to your beneficiaries? We do this day in and day out and take the stress and responsibility of making those decisions off your plate. Subscribe to our newsletter, read our blog post, and listen to our podcast to get a flavor of how we do things. Our firm is unique and capable of handling all your investment and insurance needs. Monarch Wealth Management, our guidance, your future. Welcome back to the Pennywise Financial Podcast. Constantine here, Monarch Wealth Management, with my guest today, Beth Perry from Wellness 360. Welcome back to the show, Beth. Um, we heard a little bit about your, your passion. I hear your story. I hear about the, uh, the why and what you're providing to your clients. Um, on the break, we talked a little bit about how things happen, how things develop. And in our client base, we have a lot of folks who are retired, you know, 55, 65 plus, drawing from their retirement accounts. Um, and as we have meetings throughout the years, we start to notice bumps and bruises and aches and pains. And it seems like there's there's things, events that happen in their life. And they happen to occur around the November to February, the holidays and stress and things like that. And we kind of chatted about that. Mm -hmm. I want you to evolve on that conversation about what's happening during that time and stress and how that plays a role. Yeah, so I teach a mindfulness class because stress reduction is so important in most disease management and people do not realize the correlation of stress and disease progression. And there's studies that are shown that, um, especially with the Parkinson's disease, the more stressed you are, the faster your disease progresses, the worse your tremors become. Um, when it comes to the body and stress, stress is perceived. So you can have stress where you're like in the middle of a tornado and there's stress like right now in your in your <laughs> home. There's also stress of the what ifs of life. So whether it's a snake in the grass that you almost step on or a rope that you perceive as a snake, your body does what? Reacts the same. You're going to jump. Yeah. The adrenaline's going to pump. Fight or flight. Fight or flight's going to kick in. <laughs> same thing happens in day to day. So your, you know, holidays can be a really fun time, but even though it's fun, it's still very stressful because, well, we got to have this for dinner. We got to plan this. We have to invite Uncle Frank who drives everyone crazy. Like there's always <laughs> like the things that we have to do. It's tradition. I got to get the cookies. I got to this. I got to that. I got to spend this much money. Um, so, or it could be I've lost my loved one and now I'm alone for the first year. Um, or, you know, I just got diagnosed and I don't know how I'm going to get to my daughter's house that has stairs. So there's a lot of things that we don't think about that are really affect, that really affect people. So whether it's good stress or bad stress, stress is stress. The body doesn't know the difference. So when stress happens, your fight or flight kicks in. When the fight or flight kicks in, the front cognitive brain turns off. This is why we make really dumb decisions when we're stressed. <laughs> if you wonder why it snowballs, you know, you wake up in a grumpy mood, you, you trip over the cat, you stub your toe on the vacuum, next thing you know, your day just snowballs. And it's because we just keep going in that sympathetic nervous space. So when the cognitive brain, that, that's why you should never make a decision when you're stressed. You should always make sure you're in a good place before you make major life decisions. And I'm sure that you see that. Oh, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, and I would think whether it's health or balancing a checkbook or making investments that you don't want to do that when you're in a stressful state. Absolutely not. Yeah. Digestive system shuts down. Your immune system is in your digestive tract. 
So if your digestive system shuts down, because the last thing you need to do is digest your food when you're running from a bear, right? <laughs> Truth though, right? Yeah, no, it's true. So digestive system shuts down. Um, and that's why people get chronic, you know, chronic digestive issues. And then your immune system shuts down because again, if you're being chased by a bear, you don't need your immune system to kick in because your digestive system shut down. So all of a sudden you end up contracting more diseases or more, um, more viruses, or you just feel gross and then you're not sleeping because you're stressed. And then when you don't sleep, it increases your stress, which then increases your chronic pain, which then increases your stress which then decreases your sleep. Sounds like a downward spiral. And it's a downward spiral. Oh, no. So um, if I can give you, leave you anything with that, learning meditative techniques, um, ways to decompress, self-care, all of these things are really, really important to get your body back into that ebb and flow of the sympathetic, parasympathetic. And remember, we have so much control with our perspective. Surrounding yourself with good people, surrounding yourself with fun podcasts, you know, finding things that feed your life, finding things that bring you joy. Um, and then during those d- downtimes, realizing that, you know, life ebbs and flows. It's crazy. You talk about bringing joy to other people. I can remember during uh, the COVID times where things were definitely different. Um, I feel like since that time, so psychologically, something has happened with, with people where they think that there's no repercussion or if they're wearing a mask or a hood on, no one can see them. Or they can go onto social media and write bad things about Bath or other people and there's there's no consequence. People have lost a, a sense of reality when it comes to that. Even, you know, I can say this about business. We work with a lot of business owners and uh, small business owners have a tough time finding good employees. Oh, yes. Because they want to do whatever they, they want to do and they want to work from home 20, you know, seven days a week and- and do what they want and make these demands. But I, I feel like there's definitely a disconnect. It, things are certainly not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the level of service that we get when we go out and do things, it's it's never going back. It's, it's you know, I think of airlines and, and what they've done and, and they've adapted and they've cut back on certain things. It's, they realize the cost savings, it, it's never going back. And you still hear this reference to, oh, that's like that because of COVID or the meal side, the meal portions are smaller because of COVID. It's like, um, but anyhow, when you think about stress levels and, mm-hmm. and, and holidays, and um, I can't imagine what people went through, especially the elderly that didn't have a lot of relatives during that COVID time, the aloneness. The, I can't imagine. You know, and, and I still think we haven't even seen the, the full impact of that. I would, could not agree social with you health. More. Yeah. We were talking before the show, um, Jay Verna and I started a podcast. It was a terrible podcast and, but it was just our voices. It was just our voices because people were familiar with us and we just wanted to be able to give back to the community. Hey, we're still here. We're still thinking of you. Let's educate you on X, Y, Z. Let's get your mind off of this. Let's talk about mindfulness. What can you do to de-stress, how can you meditate? Here's some yoga flows you can do in your chair. Um, Just different things to just stay connected because I think connection is such an important part of life. And um, I tell people all the time, you know, you have to be the light. And it's really important to just be the light because that's how you change the world. It's not by doing some big miraculous thing, dumping a bunch of money into something. You change the world by being the light for one individual who then turns into the light for another individual who then turns in the light. It's almost like lighting a match. You know, you light someone's match, they light someone's match, they light someone's match. Next thing you know, you've changed 
a big portion of the world and you've reached people that you wouldn't be able to reach, but you didn't do it by focusing on the big reach. You did it by just focusing on that one individual. It is incredible the the impact you could have holding the door, smiling for somebody, giving it, somebody a compliment of, of a person you don't even know. And the smile, so the reaction, you just see them, people light up. It's so, I went to Wegmans once and I'm from West Virginia. We didn't have a Wegmans. Wegmans what do you have in West Virginia? It, we have a Martin's or a Giant food. Oh, I know Giant. Okay. Yeah. And let me tell you, that's okay, but it's yeah. not a Wegmans. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I love to go to Wegmans. So I was at Wegmans and there was a gentleman there and he just looked lost. He was, I'm going to guess, 80s, maybe early 90s. And I looked at him. I said, sir, can I help you? And he got tears in his eyes and said, I need a spring pan. My wife wants to cook dinner, and I don't know what a spring pan is. I don't know what a spring pan is. I think it's for cheesecake. I don't own one. (laughs) So I know my mom had one. So I helped him find a spring pan. Long story short, he stood there and told me of how much he loved his wife and how this was going to change her world and how much he appreciated me taking the time. And I went home, and I looked at my husband. I said, that's the love I want. I want spring pan love. I want love that I tear up when I talk in public places to someone about how much something is going to mean to you and how much joy it brings me, knowing it's going to bring joy to that person. I just think that I think we're missing that. We're missing that. It's we're really focused on how can we benefit. It's not about how can we benefit. People come to me all the time. Well, what are you getting out of it? Doing this podcast. Well, what are you getting out of it? It's not about me getting out of it. I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm giving back. This is my way to give back. And you will see that when you focus on giving back, it it comes back to you. It's so rewarding though, too. There's a good, there's some good emotions. Feed your soul. You know, it, it, does. it really is. It's. I know it sounds cheesy and cliche. Oh yeah, of course you do nice but it is. Mm-hmm. If it you do nice things to enough people, it comes back to you tenfold. There's studies. Look them up. There's actual people that study this kind of stuff. Wow. So holidays, stressful time. Yeah. Uh, cortisol levels probably through the roof. Through the emotions. roof. Emotions. Yes. Your system is out of balance, making poor decisions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed that we have a lot of clients who either get sick during that time, mm-hmm. uh, end up in a nursing home, end up falling, end up hurting themselves. Um, it's always in that time. Strokes, heart year. attacks. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like what can we do as a society to reduce uh, stress levels? I mean, is it is yeah. there any like blanket recommendations on maybe some things we could do? Yeah. So it's really simple. John Kabat-Zinn said it the best. Um, and that's who I base a lot of my stuff off of. But uh, mindfulness is paying attention to the present moment on purpose without judgment. So if you really break that down. Anything you can do to bring your mindset to the present moment, because when you're living in the what ifs of the future, what happens, your perspective, you get fearful. When you're living in the I woulda, shoulda, couldas of life, you can't change what you woulda, coulda, shoulda done. The only time you can make a change is in the present. So when you get fixated and you notice your, and I tell people, notice their triggers. When you notice your triggers of whatever that is to you, for me, it's I start craving sweets or I start getting moody or anxious um, whenever I do that, I know, okay, where, where's my brain? Where am I at? And then you just bring your focus to the present moment. Maybe that's a good conversation with your spouse. Maybe it's calling someone you love. Maybe it's putting a puzzle together. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's breath work. There's a million different things you can do going for a walk, you know, just finding the present moment and get your brain out of the what ifs or the woulda, shoulda, couldas, because that's, what's going to make you stressed. It's not the present moment. 
I shouldn't say that. Most of the time, it's not the present moment. No, you're it's right. our perspective of the woulda, coulda, shouldas, and you know, what ifs of life that get us stressed. We saw a lot of that during uh, COVID times. Fear. What if this happens? What if yeah. that happens? What if uh, uh, an airplane crashes into my house and this happens and it catches on fire? And, and what like, if it doesn't? Correct. Yeah. Well, you know, Where's your focus? What if the world ends? What if it doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you just got to get that mind in the present moment and it will change your brain. Yeah. And I I feel like families go through a lot of uh, challenges and struggles because they want things a certain way during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And it I don't know if your family, do you have family local for no. holidays? No. Well, I have so an aunt and travel? uncle. They live in Oswego. So we travel back to West Virginia for family things. So hopefully it's not too stressful. It's actually lovely because That's we amazing. got to make our own we got to make our own traditions. We didn't have to follow suit with, well, I need to do this or I should do that or I could do that or, you know, but this is tradition. We got to develop our own traditions. So ours, our traditions are very stress-free. We don't even bake a cookie because we don't need a cookie and I don't eat gluten. So I can't eat the cookies. And then my husband's gonna eat the cookies because they're there. So we just stopped making cookies and it's so, so much less stress than having to make sure you have the cookies baked, having to make sure you had the ham prepared. You know, if we want to eat pizza for Christmas, we do. We don't We don't get too caught up that. in that tradition. Yeah. I just like the fact that you're doing things that you enjoy that you actually want to do. It's yes. not a tradition that it's always been done this way, so we just keep doing it. Everyone hates it. And a lot but of times you still that does, do, still it do it because it's tradition. <laughs> yeah. There's one tradition I'll keep all year. And we were just joking about it. My grandmother is from Germany and we had to eat pork and sauerkraut. That's the only tradition I take. But I flipped the script because normally we're all like, oh, my God, we don't want to eat this meal. But I flipped the script and said, you know what? We love my grandmother so much. She just passed away last week and we she was my world. So we eat it now because we love her. We don't eat it because we have to. So I tell people all the time, if you choose the tradition, you got to flip the script. You got to think of it differently because if you think of it negatively, you're going to release those those cortisol levels and the adrenal levels and things and you're not going to, you know, you're going to put yourself in fight or flight. So if you flip the script and say, "Okay, I'm making this choice to eat pork and sauerkraut. I'm going to find a way to enjoy it." So we do ham, we do coleslaw. It's still pork and kraut. It's just not sauerkraut. It's cabbage. That is awesome. <laughs> That really is. I mean, I feel like we could we could go on a few different tangents. I know we're running out of time. Uh, Beth Perry, flipping the script with wellness360fitness.com. What's the best way for people to find out more information uh, if you'd be the right fit? The website, I just yeah, assume so start website there. website can be overwhelming. We, get, we do a lot. So, but if you go to www.wellness360fitness.com. We'll have a link in the, uh, in the post. Yeah, we have a Facebook page, big following Facebook. We have a YouTube page where we have hundreds of mindfulness, meditation, exercises, things for osteoporosis, yoga, you name it. And it's really geared towards 55 and older. Um, A lot of modifications for osteoporosis health, a lot of modifications for elderly. There's a lot of things in a chair. So, you know, balance and fall risk is an issue. So we have a YouTube channel, we have a Facebook page. And then if you want to just reach out to me, it's super simple. It's Beth at wellness360fitness.com. Very easy. Thanks again for your time. Really enjoyed the show. Beth Perry from Wellness 360 Fitness. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Pennywise Financial, brought to you by Monarch Wealth Management. 
Constantine and David really care about their clients. They want to make sure you're happy, so you'll continue to hire them. There's no commitments, and clients are free to leave whenever they want. Think about being able to pick up the phone and call someone for guidance and advice on almost anything, from buying a car, selling a home, buying vacation properties, or even selling a business. Reach out on the website at monarchwealthmanagement.com. There are two offices in Rochester and two offices in Buffalo. Reach out to us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Or call us toll-free at 800-480-1580. That's 800-480-1580. Until next time, this is Pennywise Financial, signing off. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Mm-hmm.